Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to this week's Grow Guides from High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowing.com. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about terpenes on cannabis plants. This is what gives you the flavor and the smell of your buds. Chad Westport is also with us during this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget you can find Chad on Instagram. Just search for Chad Westport on Instagram and you'll find him. Make sure you follow him. Also, there's a guide on Dutch Passion's website about terpenes. And we use a lot of references from that article over on Dutch Passion's website. I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you learned something. And as usual, if you have any questions, just head over to persysgrowroom.com and feel free to start a thread and we'll be able to answer your questions there. Also, just quickly, if you are a Patreon, there's going to be a Patreon session tonight over in Zoom. So if you want to come and talk to us and chill and just chat some shit for an hour or two, then make sure you come and get the link from us either on Percy's Grow Room or contact us on our Discord server and we'll drop you the link there. It'll be good to catch you in the room so we can chat some shit. But for now, enjoy the episode. We'll, I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. So we all know like that, that sweet, sweet blue cheese cannabis, right? Mm-mm. You all know blue cheese, don't you? You know that shit, that tasty, fruity goodness. I don't, I've never had it, but I do know exactly what you're talking still, about. Still, it's the Dang. shit. But still that lemon tree as well. You know, I love the lemon tree. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> but this is what, now, I mean, because this is what, let's take sorry, the, monkey. Let's take your, your lemon tree. Let's take your lemon tree and irradiate it and see how much oh, you like God. it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. Well, we'll just destroy all that goodness we're getting ready to talk about, you know? Because that's really what we talk about. I mean, if you talk to, you talk to any really connoisseur type cannabis smoker somebody who's smoking a while and terpenes mm-hmm. or it's uh, yeah. it's the holy grail right. it's the taste man the taste i mean that's what the, i mean i like getting high but and you know there's mm-hmm. definitely people who need cannabis for medicine but for me i enjoy the taste of cannabis the most that's my favorite thing i don't know I, taste is great but i'm gonna have to go ahead and, and uh I think the smell of it, of fresh ground mm-hmm. cannabis, to mm-hmm. me is is an experience into itself. When you when you go ahead and get that first inhale of that fresh bud, mm-hmm. that to me, I mean, that calms me down. It puts me in an entirely different different mood right there. Yeah. So this is what terpenes are, everybody. Then this is what we're going to be talking about in the grow guides. Is when you grind up that bud, or when you go and visit that wet bud in the, what's growing in the tent, and you take a smell of it, then them things you that cause the smell is you're breathing in things called terpenes coming up from the plant, evaporating from the plant, breathing them in. And that, that's what the smells are. And the cannabis plant isn't the only plant to have terpenes. Anything that gives off a smell is giving off terpenes, right? Well, even, even some animals can produce terpenes, but yeah, I mean, they're everywhere. It made me think of a skunk ass then. Yeah. There you go. There you go. It's a perfect example. <laughs> a skunk. The skunk ass terp. But there's, there's yep. over a hundred different um, terpenes apparently on a cannabis plant, over a hundred of them. And the different balance of different terpenes on different strains is what gives those different strains their individual flavors and smells. So uh, so where do we even start with terpenes, man? Because there's shitloads of them, as I said, but some are more popular than others. We have a, a guide from Dutch Passion as well. Dutch Passion have a really good guide. And you also wrote a guide, you said, Chad, about terpenes. Yeah, recently I did uh, some work for Sensi Seeds um, on some of the more common terpenes. Mm-hmm. So definitely learned a lot about them. You know, it's terpenes are a secondary metabolite, just like THC and CBD are. So it's kind of a secondary thing that comes from the plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one one other thing too is you know we hear uh, terpenes and terpenoids. The, the real only difference in a nutshell is an oxygen molecule and a terpenoid. So terpenes and terpenoids, I tend to use them interchangeably. What are terpenoids? Are they okay. here to fight the Decepticons? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you have, I was do trying you have to that... adapt it to a cannabis, but I couldn't do it. 
So I was, gonna ask, I was just going to ask you, Chad, do you have that thing that you wrote handy? You can drop it in the chat. The one that you shared with us too, Mackie is pretty good if you want to, sh if you want to share that as well. Yeah. yeah. I've got some pictures as well uh, from the mm -hmm. Dutch passion one because Dutch passion yeah. one, I've got nice pictures. They've got posters and uh -huh. shit. So I think we'll run through that article mm -hmm. and I'll leave the link yeah. in the description of the podcast. If anybody wants to go and check that out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're talking about terpenes, you know, we mentioned all the good smells and flavors that they're giving everybody, but you know, we also should mention that besides doing that, the terpenes have a bigger role to play. A lot of these terpenes have other effects mm -hmm. on your body. Uh, some of them are anti-inflammatory, could be analgesic. Uh, some of them are sedative. There's a lot of good stuff in the terpenes, not just THC. And they seem to interact really well with the THC and guide that high on a really like the second, uh, second level kind of high if you get good terpene mm -hmm. weed. So I have the article up on my screen here. Does, does anybody else want to read some of this? Does anybody, might you want to, have you got it up on your screen? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Cool. Uh, do you want to, I mean, because you're, you're better at reading than I am. Do you want to? <laughs> so would you like me to start right at the very beginning? Yeah, if you like. Yeah, All right. that, that would work. This I article suppose. is entitled Everything You Need to Know About Terpenes. So they are the natural, oily, and aromatic compounds produced by the cannabis plant and many other types of plants. So yes, that's actually something to note that you know, your fresh herbs and spices and all that kind of stuff, they all have terpenes as well. The terpene mm -hmm. compounds are responsible for the rich aromatic smells produced by cannabis, which we've all been saying how much we love. People mm -hmm. feel terpenes, uh, pe most, many people feel terpenes are a powerful modulator or influencer of the cannabis high. Terpenes themselves have physical effects on the body and they are produced from the same plant glands that produce cannabinoids. If you've ever grown, for instance, orange bud and rubbed your fingers in the, in the buds, you'll notice a zesty citrus smell, which can uh, still be there when many of the other scents have evaporated away. So that's just one example. I'm sure we're all growers here. And we've, we've had that experience. So yeah. Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And then it goes on to say there's over, like you said, Mackie, over a hundred different terpenes, each with their own scent, flavor, me med medical effects. But of course, there's usually a handful of pretty common ones, which this article does go through. So the first terpene we're going to cover is called bisabolol. Am I saying that right? Probably not, but I don't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. but yeah. Bisabolol. Good enough, Mackie. We bisabolol? Bisabolol. Yeah. Bisabolol. Can, you, can, you can you use it in a sentence, please? Yes. <laughs> Chad, what do you think, man? What about how would you pronounce this word? I'm actually just pulling up that page. I've got, I've got all my uh, terpene information stuck in my head. Uh, but I just pulled up the the Dutch Passions page, mm -hmm. and I'm looking for the word cannabis. How cannabis terpenes work? Most important of cannabis. Linalol, alpha-pinene. I'm not finding this it's, word that I'm supposed to be trying to read. Three quarters of the way down. Yeah. yeah, so I'm one of the pitches. Lemonine, beta carophylline, osamine, terpinoline. Gerinol. It's a pink one. It's really, it's really Bizabo, but every time you say it, you have to LOL mm -hmm. at it. So they just ended it in. So it's Bizabo LOL. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Something Minor like that. Minor cannabinoid. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Minor terpene. How about that mm -hmm. one? Never seen this one show up in our, uh, in our testing. No, it's, uh, what does it say what the flavor is? Sweet floral aroma. So something flowery is going to possibly be bisabolol. Like yeah, anti I would say this one is as common as some of the other ones, but mm -hmm. definitely not. There's, there's, there's far, there's some which are far more uh, common than this one. Of course. I'm sure there's like seven in this slideshow. So take a look at the few. You were just talking about, you know, it, it's kind of profile. And one of the guests that you've had on here, um, I think a couple of times, Kevin Jodry, mm -hmm. he broke it down so eloquently years ago to really like four main groups. Granted, these don't say the specific terpene mm -hmm. names, but it, essentially you can break down the terpenes into four categories. It's going to be fruity, floral, gassy, or earthy. Right. right. Yeah. And a lot of them, a lot of them fit into there. And then these different terpenes is where we differentiate between the smells i, don't know, I think there's yeah, one right. extra section that goes into then shitty <laughs> Shit. uh <-huh>. shitty weed <laughs> yeah now, now the cool thing you know we have a lot a lot of people on the panel i think everybody on the panel owns a vape mm. and does vape and a cool thing about terpenes if you know if you check it out is each terpene has a different vape mm, yeah so, you know, you can actually use your vaporizer to enhance certain experiences by setting your vaporizer at certain temperatures. 
and like this Bizzabolo is like a like a like a, just over 300 like 307 or something like that degrees fahrenheit like 153 ish celsius 150 degrees Celsius, yeah something like that yeah so i mean uh it, that's how you can actually isolate terpenes within your vape, mm -hmm. your, your vape is by knowing the profile of these terps you can actually single things out that can help your treatment so with this dutch passion thing it says a uh, bisabolol uh potential effects anti-inflammatory and anti oxidant effects often used for skin treatments so maybe this one is used uh more found in balms things like that salves well that's where it says soaps it says german chamomile so i'm, I'm assuming right. that like a you know in a balm or rub or whatever it'd be the same thing as like you put chamomile mm. cream on things like insect bites or whatever so that's a floral terpene yes, let's take is. a look at the next one what we got <sighs> <laughs> Anybody want to try reading that one? <laughs> which one's it? Which, where are we going in is this it list? Geranoil? Uh, uh, I just. You're with all the really hard ones. I don't get it. <laughs> is it Geranoil? Geranoil. Yeah, Geranoil, I believe it is. Geranoil. 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 Is that like, is that like geranium, kind of? <laughs> I'll look it up for you, but it's going to take a minute. Because yeah. I have. Uh, Geranoil. Geranoil. Uh, Geranoil. Oh. I'm 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 gonna go with Geranile. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a J. A J <laughs> it would have been good if Dutch Passion like put underneath it with the brackets, you know, like how it's pronounced. Yeah, that would sound it out for us. So we don't that sound like been... idiots. It's, yeah. <laughs> well, it says <laughs> like, Webster says it's ger geraniol. Geraniol. Right, like a geranium. Yeah, it's in yeah. the yeah, it's in the uh that's that's basically that's what you're looking for, is a smell that's that's the terpene, geranium. Yeah. I have a geranium mm. essential oil. <laughs> <laughs> That's spicy. Yeah. Thankfully, I hope we get an easy one next. <laughs> thankfully, it vapes at 230. So you'd have to be really frying that vaporizer to get to that. Point. Yeah, you you got to mm. crank that one up mm. to get there. Oh, yeah. But it's going to, I would imagine, it says reminiscent of geranium. So it's going to have that peppery, uh, pepperiness of the geranium in there. Mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Marge. I'm not a huge fan. No. I had read somewhere that geranium essential oil is really good in a diffuser to help with like focus and concentration from like, mm -hmm. I don't know, master mm -hmm. or something. I forget what, but so I tried it and it was fucking awful. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a huge distraction. I, so I, I didn't, I didn't I've grown, yeah, grown floral stuff for years and years in the yard. And I have never planted the first geranium in all my years because I just can't yeah. do it. Although it says here, it's, it's like it, citronella oil. Yeah. It also found in correct yeah but that also has a pretty that's distinctive like smell too okay. unless you're really vaping the hell out of your weed you're not going to get that one that's 230 c i mean good grief the mighty i don't believe it goes that high right. the volcano does but it's its highest setting yeah so you're, you're really gonna have to be cooking the hell out of it to get that one there but it's supposed to have anti-tumor and antioxidant antibacterial and antiviral properties so nice. yeah we may not like the flavor but it sounds like this might actually have some good good characteristics but there's a hundred terpenes so you could probably find another one that, that does the same thing as well <laughs> i like the way you think right so he says uh, the potential effects are antioxidant and anti-inflammatory with antifungal interesting uh well one thing i like to point out, i was just going to say one thing i like to point out too with a lot of these terpenes um as you mentioned they're very commonly found in other plants mm -hmm. uh plants that are completely legal in nature mm -hmm. so there's this thing called grass uh which is a government classification it's generally recognized as safe so a lot of these things like linalool pinene they have been studied as far as the anti-inflammatory effects Spoiler I mean, the alert, everybody. <laughs> sorry the whole aromatherapy uh industry is built upon that but I, I just bring that up because people are able to do research on these plants uh or these terpenes if they want more information yeah that's it and there's so many of them as well here is another one this one uh terpinoline. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, sweet one floral, of my favorites. With a piney scent. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's it's also uh, sometimes referred to as the paralyzation terpene. It's a very relaxing terpene. It's it's a uh, defined cannabis that's high in terpinoline. It's sometimes uh, for me at least, it's a good nighttime mm -hmm. strain mm -hmm. because 
it helps me relax and you know makes you calm down and will put you to sleep potential effects are antibacterial and antifungal qualities also mm. fat. anti-tumor anti-antibiotic my gosh mm. this is a good mm-hmm. one also found but it in, also is one of sorry, the, okay. yeah it's going to boil off super high though again you know we're looking way over to to uh do under c again different information and i've got mm. I, I've, I've got that temperature here yeah so also found in sage rosemary apples tea trees cumin and nutmeg i mean that's just three of them so far there's a hundred of these, but Dutch Passion hasn't uh, covered them all on the website. Obviously, it'd be too many, but they've got even more than just what the pictures are showing here as well. Here, here's a popular one which we hear about quite often, really. Yeah, uh, Beta Carol Filey. Right. One of my faves. Mm. I actually like that one too. That's that one's going to be a real peppery, uh, kicky, mm-hmm. uh, terpene, a caryophyllene. It's uh, one definitely one of my favorites. It, it's also considered by some doctors to be uh, a borderline cannabinoid. It does have does have a binding no ca- uh, capacity to the brain to brain yes, receptors. I think that's the only terpene that falls into that category too, if I if I recall correctly. I believe yeah. so. Yeah, it's special. No way. It's one of those ones that when you hit it and it, you can you can t- like you feel it coat the inside of your mouth almost. You get that real peppery mm-hmm. flavor going on in the mouth. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I feel it in the sinuses when it hits Yeah, me. that's another one. <laughs> Up in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know, top of the sinuses, it's like, yeah. Yeah, clear those so sinus real quick. Uh-huh. The potential effects, it says, it, uh, reduces inflammation and pain relief. Also, mm-hmm. stress reduction, things like that. It's also some, some research has been said that this may be a terpene that helps with a addictions or cravings for alcohol and things such as that. So there's research on about that. I wouldn't say it's hundred percent, but I have read articles saying that this can, this terpene can actually is looked at as possibly helping addiction. Right. It's crazy, isn't it? The difference these, yeah, these things make. can do all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. We need more research on this kind of stuff. Sure, man. Yeah. And, and the human, the humulene right below it, that used to be the, the alpha Caryophyllene, the this we're talking about the beta version of it, so the B caryophyllene. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be alpha caryophyllene, but it's been reclassified as humulene. It just has more of the the earthy or the woody scent to it. But if someone again was cluing in on the beta caryophyllene, uh, check out humulene as well. Sweet. But the next one we have on the list is lemonine. Or, or limonene. Mm. It's not an E, it's an I. Mackey. Definitely one. No, I don't like right this one, there. bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one too, Mac. This is my go-to. Yeah. Yeah, it's my go-to morning yeah. mm-hmm. So delicious, man. One of my favorites for sure. I, I just like fruity weed. You know, we got, it doesn't matter what fruit flavor it is. If it's got that sweet fruitiness, that's my shit, man. Mm. You know, it's, couldn't, couldn't, can't resist that shit. Too good, too good. And this this lemon tree from Barney's Farm, yeah. man. It, 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 it just it's mainly it's more lemonine than it is cannabis. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's so fucking lemony, man. It's delicious. It's delicious. I love that fucking it's lemonine. It's growing lemons on the fucking branches, mm-hmm. buds and lemons. So, so if you can't tell already, uh, lemonine has fresh and zesty citrus aroma. Potential effect of elevated, elevated mood and stress relief, which is just cannabis in general, and also found in fruit rinds, rosemary, juniper, and peppermint. Mm. Yeah, this this is going to be that that uh, terpene that people who were looking for something that's going to reduce their anxiety and social awkwardness. Lemonine is known for you know feeling of self self being well being and and uh, comfort things like that. So it works really well in those kind of situations. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's fucking. Also, it's a good energy terpene. terpene. Yeah, mm-hmm. high energy terpene. This is the one that's gonna like, like Chad was saying, first in the morning. That's your terpene. Lemony pops you up, mm-hmm. gets you going. What would but, you say, Mike? You say it's one of your favorites. Oh yeah, yeah. I just find it. I like the effects. I mean, because obviously they say these are, you know, mood elevating and stress relief and all that kind of thing, but they are gonna affect everybody differently. Mm-hmm. But for me, mm-hmm. lemonine is definitely one of those ones that it's just so bright and fresh i love it i'm gonna get some of that lemon tree at the end of this i'm gonna yeah. smash some of that in the 
I will say limonene is, is the one terpene that I've run into in, on the legal market in vapes, uh, some of these flavored vapes that has really turned me off sometimes. Uh, some of the stuff you get to re, the reflavored and recomp, recombined limonene terps that have been right. put into the, distil, the distillates and stuff, it get really nasty and harsh. And it took me a while to realize that really well-grown cannabis with limonene is totally different than this fake stuff. Yeah, because mm -hmm. a lot of in the vapes, they can be synthetic or they're using botanical terpenes, not cannabis-derived terpenes, two different things. And mm -hmm. I don't know, a lot of the times you're like, what the hell are they putting in that stuff? Yep. Got a hold of some 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 discount cannabis on my first trip to Colorado that had been sprayed with those terpenes to kind of extend wow. the shelf life. Oh, and, really? Uh, and wow, I just I coughed so much. I swore I was swearing off of anything. You know, it's trip. like stop fucking with it. We weed is fine well, as it is. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. leave it the fuck alone. Stop trying to add shit to it. They were spraying. Damn. Couldn't figure out what it was for the long time. Yeah, somebody. I mean, I couldn't figure out what it was, and I complained. And somebody who was from there took a whip up. He says, "Oh man, tell me, tell me how the market works." Supposedly, you know, hey, this is weed was getting ready to, to date out, and it just wasn't top quality. So to move it, you kind of you give it a boost and scent. Wow, wow. That's so it smells. Up, it gives you that sort of bag smell when you open it up. It just seems like it's exactly. It's a bag appeal thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's shitty because that's pretty misleading. Mm -hmm. yeah. Grow your own, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. But after I grew my own weed that had a good limonene in it, and it's like, yeah, I like this. Right. Yeah. So we have really the, the next terpene here. You know, you started off real difficult with what we couldn't pronounce, but these ones, they're not so difficult, I think, because it's on know these ones. These are more popular. Myosine is this one. Mercy. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I didn't pronounce it correctly. This <laughs> <laughs> okay, really Maddie. easy one pronounced wrong. Yeah. Mercy. Mer <laughs> unless I'm, I've been, I mean, unless I've been reading about it wrong all these years. But no, so I'm sure it's Mercy, right? But that is the thing. You see this yeah, stuff written down, and then oftentimes you don't actually hear it said out a lot of all the right. time. We'll just we'll put it this way: the English pronunciation is. Right. Mercy. My <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is like the the the, the big one, the, the most common major one that everybody yes. uh I mean when I grew up, if you opened a bag of weed, this is what you smelled was this. Earthy and musky scent. Yes. Vaporizes at 167 degrees Celsius with the potential effects of sedating, relaxing finger uh quotation marks couch lock mm -hmm. because again it, it spreads across a lot of weed you know yeah now when you add myrcene and terpinaline together you got a nighttime strain for me because right? mm -hmm. that's going to go ahead and calm you down and make you want to just stay still and you good night sleep hmm. will you say that bubble hot you cool no i was just saying the same thing it's it's one i really like for um for sleep if i'm going to use a strain heavy in that for sleep it's usually it works really well. Just I can have a couple of those sit on the couch, put a TV, you know, TV show on or something like that, and then have to rewind the TV show twenty minutes in because I've missed half of it. <laughs> but you got about three hours sleep. Exactly. In the yeah, <laughs> I've done it. Yeah. I know you experience with that one. Yeah. Also found in highly fragrant plants and herbs such as mangoes, hops, bay laurel leaves, thyme, lemongrass, and basil. So if you're finding cannabis fat smells strongly of any of those things, then it's most likely got a lot of myosin in, myosin in. Yeah, that, 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 that stuff, yeah. Okay. Just, just, however just, it's pronounced. Just own it, bro. Myosin. I led it accordingly. That's what I'm saying. Just whatever, man. We all know what you're talking about. It's all good. We're not going to kill you on this one. Yeah. The, yeah. These difficult words to read for me. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, Weird law enforcement trivia was this was the common terpene back in the day when they were training drug dogs to sniff out weed. This is what they were actually training in the smell was for the mercine. Right. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. It is yep. the most common terpene yep. of them all. So, yep. In almost that everything. The scent that they were looking yep. for. Nowadays, you know, we can actually breed that out of weed, not all the way, but probably a good bit of it out. So uh, get some, get some mercine flavored THC lube and have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> have a cocktail or two. Dear Lord. Yeah, yeah that's a reference to an, an old episode. Yeah, that's a yeah. Different, different episode. Uh, yeah, you have to yeah. read back a few episodes yeah. to find Go check out, out the news there. in a couple of episodes yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't really a listed article, kind of like Lanyap. Yeah, savage.
What we got next? What we got? Uh, alpha pinene. Uh, obviously, judging by the sound of that, it's got a fresh pine scent. Vaporizes, mm-hmm. vaporizes at 155 degrees C. I always think of Jack Herrera when I think mm-hmm. of this one. I don't know. Is uh, I don't even know. Like vanilla Kush. I remember having this vanilla Kush, which was so fucking piney. It was incredible. Pine tar Kush is a good mm-hmm. one that does this as well with a good piney. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there. Pinene is a really uh, distinct terpene mm-hmm. in, in uh, cannabis. Uh, anti-inflammatory with a bronchodilator, which opens the airways, anti-anxiety and pain relief with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, piney weed, man. Mm-mm. Now, think about it, though. You know, uh, I don't know. Do they have pine forest in England? I don't yeah, know yeah, we have pines. Yeah. Take a long walk in a pine forest, that pine smell, and you, when you finish your nice long walk in a forest, you kind of feel kind of serene and mm-hmm. calm because it's the pining in the air as you're walking through the forest that has all these effects on you. And it's it's actually proven to be very calming. Crazy, yeah, the, isn't the it? The Japanese termed it uh, forest bathing. Yes, uh-huh. they did, actually. I read an article yeah. about that. It was nice. And it's, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> Found in the oils of many species of many coniferous trees, notably the pine. Mm. Very cool, man. This is a, a very popular one. And all these talk about this delicious smelling weed makes you want to crack open my lemon tree. <laughs> oh, gosh. Ooh. <laughs> Everybody open up your jars of weed right now. And just take a nice <sighs> sniff. We're doing a, a terpene, terpene guide. So you have to smell your weed so you know what we're talking about. How about that? Which one do I want to open? That's the question. Oh my gosh. It's kind of getting a, like a, a licorice kind of. Oh, uh, I know exactly what I'm going That's aromatherapy, man. It literally is. It literally yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, it actually like really is, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, with, with, the, with yeah. the aftertones of flowers. I was just saying we were talking about aromatherapy, but the article did mention how terpenes are used extensively in pharmaceutical, biotech, food, and cosmetic industries. And obviously, oh, you yes. know, aromatherapists mm-hmm. have known about the use of terpenes for forever, probably. But Mm-mm-mm. terpenes are just the best, man. I love, the smell of weed is just <laughs> indescribable, yeah. really, and unmatched by anything it else. Is. No, I, some people that don't understand cannabis, but like gardening, they'll understand roses. There's so many, you know, a rose is a rose, but there's tens of thousands of roses. Cannabis, same right. thing. It's cannabis, but mm-hmm. there's so there's such a variety. Mm-mm. Let's go on to the next one and see what we have here. Linalool, or is it linalool? Right. What do we think? First off, we'll figure out how they said. And then we'll move yeah. on. <laughs> linalool. Uh, yeah, I've been going with linalool, but that doesn't mean I haven't lived a lie my entire life. Both <laughs> living a lie then. Same here. Yeah, so floral lavender scent, potential effect mood enhancement, yeah. <laughs> as usual with cannabis, and sedation. Mm-hmm. The linalool is a popular one, right? It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's it's one that to me it's very distinct, and it's it's the I mean, super flowery smell that I smell when I open a cannabis. If I smell that linalool, it's like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've seen, I've smelled some really strong cushions that have had this in it and, and very other strains like that, but it's floral, but it's a very distinct floral. Uh, we have, it's also found in lavender, coriander, uh, bay laurel, <laughs> sweet basil, mm-hmm. and sweet mm-hmm. orange flowers. There's even some speculation with this linalool that they're saying that it can help with, with neurogenic diseases like uh, Alzheimer's. So mm. they know that cannabis has been successful in helping some Alzheimer's patients, and they're thinking that possibly some of the terpenes are doing some of the help. These terpenes, it's a, it's a complex subject, isn't it? There's a lot that goes into this, man, Indeed. isn't it? Half the medicine is terpenes, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and kind of like, kind of like at the the uber geek level with linalool, um, with the you know compared to the other terpenes, it has better penetration of the skin, Geek-y. better skin permeability. So <laughs> as far as like topicals and terpenes, you know, if your topical may have some linalool, linalool in it, then that may help deliver this through the skin barrier faster. So nice. that's kind of a fun little geek level. And same thing goes for the intestinal tract. You know, I have some, you know, stomach issues. So if you're eating 
foods, obviously they're found in foods as well, but that are high in linalool that can kind of absorb into your system a little bit faster as well. Nice. Then we, uh, there's some here that don't have pictures. They're just, uh, they're written about. We have humulene. This is one you mentioned earlier, right, Chad? Yeah, it used to be alpha caryophyllene, but I don't know. That word was too long. So they're like, let's just call it humulene. <laughs> it works. Some people can't yes. read these difficult terpene names. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We have um, osimine as well. Osimine. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go back and do the humulene. Uh, it has a woody, earthy smell reminiscent of hops. It's found in hops, coriander, cloves, and basil. Herbalists recommend it's used as an anti-inflammatory. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then the osimine has a sweet scent with herbal and woody aroma. It is found in mint, parsley, pepper, basil, mangoes, orchids, and kumquats. It's- yeah, that's an interesting one because it can actually act as a decongestant uh, because of the mint type quality it has. Mm-hmm. Also offered a value as an antiviral, antifungal, antiseptic decongestion and oh, have oh. antibiotic effects. That's crazy, man. Antibiotic effects? I think you could use that terpene as like an antibiotic you know we're coming for antibiotic resistance and shit. I wonder if we'll be able to do something with the osimine terpene. Crazy. And then we uh we had terpen uh terpenaline there, didn't we? Uh yes. camphene is that one? Camphene, yeah. Wanna wanna tell us about that one, monkey? If you're looking at it. Uh that's uh that's if you can think of the smell of camphor, is the best thing I could think of anybody, as well as maybe some ginger. Um, that's going to have your camphene in it. Strongly scented substance uh, found in like ter- turpentine even will have that, that type of smell in it though. All right. Uh, it suggested that it controls cholesterol even with this one. Uh, hmm. Oiling points, uh, 159C. So this is one that you're going to get every time it, it's in your plant. This is an easy one to get. It's like at this stage, right? If you, you need to find what the perfect cocktail is of all these different weeds. So and you can have like an anti-vitamin thing. Well, not anti, you know, you know, like instead of vitamin pills, you'd be able to smoke a spliff of all these different terpenes instead. I think one thing that the industry is lacking in is we don't even have uh, analysis of, of strains and stuff that can that have a complete terpene analysis. If you get it in, in legal areas of, of the market, it's not even complete. It's usually three or four terpenes, and that's the most you'll get. Mm. Just you don't get mm-hmm. a full profile unless I guess you could, but it's just not done on a regular basis. I suppose the numbers are just too low as well after you get after the, the first few main ones. I think probably that could be a big yeah. part of it. And, you know, the more you're chasing these micro things, the more accurate your testing has to be. Bingo. Yeah. Both of, both of those answers right there is we're yeah, we're dealing with the minor cannabinoids and then the standards and the calibration to get these mm-hmm. recorded. Um, yeah. It's, it's more expensive. So you do get the basic five if you're lucky. It's mm-hmm. usually I what, what I see on packaging the technology will probably develop eventually because you know how it is everybody nobody wanted to have all the extra data on their stuff originally and now it's like well if you want to sell you better have the extra data so somebody's going to come up with an easier way for testing and eventually this stuff's going to be out there because that's just the way the market's going and that's where pharmaceutical medicine will be it'll probably be in the isolation of these terpenes and combined with cannabinoids so yeah isolation i mean you're gonna you're gonna tear something that's perfect apart it's crazy shit man but i think it's gonna go that way one day the the terpenes are all going to be extracted from the plant and separated isolated and sold off separately i've heard the uh the the, (laughs) i hate to say it but you know the the digital printer that's going to actually be able to spit out exactly the recipe of whatever you need as far as cannabis goes i mean Mm -hmm. I, i can only see it like star trek Yes, make me cannabis strain number 143 or something like that. And there it is in front of you. Like, what the heck? Be something. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It just doesn't have like, the same what? thing, though, man. It just, I, I lose half the experience growing it and nurturing mm-hmm. it. What's this one we have? Well, we got a couple here. Uh, beta pinene or beta pinene is what you guys mm-hmm. would say, right? Uh, with a strong smell of woody pine smell. Uh, beta pinene is one of the most common terpenes in nature. 
found in pine trees, cumin, hops, as well as cannabis. Vaporizes at 166 degrees C. Sounds like another good one. Wood piney smell. Mm -mm. Uh, terpenine. Did we already see that one? Or that was terpenine at the top. Uh, terpenaline uh, we saw earlier. Terpen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one's terpenine. So I wonder what makes them different. You know, is there like the, the probably whole chemical structure to it, isn't there? Yeah, but like Chad said, some of these are so minor cannabinoids that, you know, it's going to take like super, super sensitive lab equipment mm -hmm. to even detect traces of right. these things. I mm -hmm. feel like the ones that are most commonly oh. found in canvas that you're going to notice the most are the ones that they have the pictures for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's one interesting one there, though, eucalyptol. Yeah, I think that one is, is in some strains. I know I, uh, I think that's the minty smell that you get a lot of like times. A minty in, in cannabis. Smell almost because eucalyptus mm -hmm. is a pretty uh -huh. distinctive smell. Right. It might be bud rot too. Yeah, <laughs> I know you were gonna say that. That's that's the terpene Mackie likes to avoid because yeah, sometimes it'll it'll uh, give you that sensation of eucalyptol. It, it to me bud rot's slightly different, but I know what you mean. I get it. Yeah, man. So that's all of them, really. I mean, there's there's obviously a lot more, but we can't cover every single one of them. But you know, we can quickly talk about how we would preserve these terpenes. So you know, when the when the plant's growing, you you're trying to uh you know, try and make it as tasty as possible. Then yeah. uh, when you harvest the plant, when you dry the plant, how you dry the plant and how you cure it is gonna uh, matter and leave a certain amount of terpenes because they evaporate easily from the plant. Mm -hmm. So what, what would you suggest on uh, for ways towards the end of the grow that you can get either more terpenes or preserve the ones that you do have? Oh. What would you do, Monkey? What would you say? Well, what I've been doing lately on the terpenes and a lot of success with it is because I'm a salt grower. I'm growing cocoa with salts, but I've been adding microbes back in in, my, in flour. I've been throwing in lactobacillus and uh, JMS in, into the mix with, with the salts. And mm -hmm. I found that that has boosted my terpenes like crazy. Um, also keeping, uh, I like, you know, I like to keep the plant a little bit happy while it's flowering, you know, like everybody else would. You go and pamper it and everything like you want to, but keeping the temperature in the tent cool on the cooler side helps preserve those terpenes, especially in late flower. So I'll, I'll try and keep my, my grow as I'm reaching the end of flower where I would no, normally be growing at about uh, 80 Fahrenheit. I'm going to go ahead and drop that down to like 75 and, and keep my terpenes mm. toward the last few weeks of flowering in there. I'm also, for me, I also like to, and this is very controversial, I dim, dim my lights the last two weeks of flowering. I don't know why, but it seems to help not boil off the terpenes as easy. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to do is just get the weed very, very uh, oily and, and greasy almost so that when you harvest it, all these terpenes are just almost dripping from the flowers. It's <laughs> last time I harvested, the missus had to come in from outside. She says, I smell it out, out on the street, do something. That's what I'm after. That's the terpenes I want. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's a combination <laughs> of things and you have to do what works for you. But I mean, and, um, you know, I, I don't believe in the 24 hours of darkness is going to give you more terpenes or that you got to got to drought, put the plant in drought for a week before you harvest or I, I don't see that. But uh, the, like I said, the, the microbes and there's certain things you can help. Like I also use one or two finishing products. I, I'll, I'll throw um, overdrive toward the end of flower to help boost terpenes into the plant. That's, a, that's an additive by advanced nutrients. Mm -hmm. um, I also like to use uh, comp compost teas and whatnot toward the last part of flower. Something in that compost tea helps the terpenes in the flavor. I don't know. I'm just picking up things that I've heard other people doing and kind of piecemealing my stuff together. That's what I'm finding right now that's working. What about you, Marjorie? Anything you do towards the end of the flowering cycle to improve the terpene content? Uh, just a little hope and prayer, really. <laughs> you know, not really, no. No, I'm doing microgrows. I have a new set of micros starting right now. Sweet. Yeah, I just try and keep them as happy as possible. And mm -hmm. that's what I think. Just keep the plant as happy as possible for as long as possible mm -hmm. and it will produce good shit. What about you, Chad? Is there anything you do towards the end of the grow? Yeah, I mean, the, the main thing is, and the most important thing to me is just handling, 
all of these terpenes resist or reside in the trichome head. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, abusing your cannabis, knocking them off, you're losing your terpenes right there. So that's always something I do. Um, I do actually like the drought stress. Uh, it's been shown with some other plants as well as cannabis that drought stress increases the um, trichome coverage, the cannabinoid uh, density, but this is on a massive scale. It's nothing that would apply to us as a home grower. So mm -hmm. a lot of these little things aren't going to make a, a, a real noticeable difference, even if they do exist. Um, and there's some other things, you know, again, just there's basic stresses because cannabinoids, trichomes are sorry, terpenes uh, and trichomes are natural defenses in many mm -hmm. cases throughout nature, whether it's to repel insects or to repel predators. Well, UV. They're, yeah, they're exactly, they're a defense mechanism mm -hmm. uh, to protect the plant. So oftentimes you can do certain stresses which will elicit that response. Now that's, you know, again, that's going geek level with it. But the main thing to preserve um, that you guys, you know, have, didn't mention earlier, I agree with everything you said, um, was just the handling. Just mm -hmm. don't beat right. up your plants. Don't smash those trichome heads. Yeah, more terpenes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, that actually slipped my mind, but you're exactly right. I didn't say that, but yes. It's I just, I don't, that's one thing. I don't even move my plants. Once they're in the tent and flowering, that's where they're going to stay till I'm done with them. Yeah, we had um. Who was it in the chat there? Where did it go? Uh, what about UV in flowering for boosting terpenes? Yeah, UV seems to do something. One of the theories is I don't know how true it is, but the, you know the indicas grow lower down and sativa grow up in the Himalaya in the mountains. Apparently, maybe I don't know something like this, but because it's higher up in the atmosphere or a higher elevation, the atmosphere is thinner so more uv gets through to get to the plants and uv is very powerful it can damage dna when it passes through the skin for example you know this is how people get skin cancer so the the uv comes through damages your dna and this is what's going to happen to the cannabis plant then to prevent that the plant grows more terpenes more thc crystals or uh, trichomes grows more trichomes around the top of it to prevent all the uv getting through and damaging its dna I've heard that before. Yeah, it makes its own sunscreen. Have you heard that before, anybody? I yeah, heard that, it. I yeah. don't know if it's true, but I have heard yeah, it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it makes its own sunscreen. Now, I know, you know, there are indicas that grow like in the Hindu Kush mountain areas. So there, there definitely are indicas that grow in higher mm -hmm. elevations. Mm -hmm. But to your point of the UV and the plant producing trichomes as a, to protect it, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's what the UV lights are going to be doing. If you add UV lights towards the end of flowering, then it will initiate that response. But I suppose you have to give it a couple of weeks. Like, uh, don't just do it on the last day and expect results. You give this to the plant at the right timings to make sure that these that it has these reactions and triggered these certain things. Yeah, I think we actually had an episode or an interview with Shane at Migro on his UV system. So mm -hmm. if they were interested in that, they could go back and find that episode. And Shane will tell you all about how his UV works and how you can get a hold of that one. Yeah, man. That interview will go out soon as well. So keep an eye out for that. Well, we have already done one before earlier when he first released the, the mm -hmm. UV. So, I mean, they could actually go back and check out that older episode with Shane. And it comes to... Uh, like when you're drying your cannabis to get the right method of drying, you can go check out the episode we did specifically on drying. It'll explain the whole process. Drying is really, really critical for pres preservation mm -hmm. of your cannabis terpenes. That's right. And don't dry too quickly. You know, make sure that it's dried slowly over time, but not too slowly, but you get butter out and shit. There's a fine balance. It's a lot to explain. So go and listen to that drying episode if you want to find out more about that. But you have to dry the cannabis properly. Sorry, he was Ch Chad. Were you going to say something? Oh no, no. Okay, I thought no, I heard somebody no, breathing as if they were going to say something. I was just burping, but I checked my oh. mic and it was muted before I did. <laughs> Maybe just That's a, kind of crazy. Uh, you heard yeah, it. Yeah, psychic oh, connection. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know? So did you say something, Chad? He's like, shit, did that not mute? <laughs> double checked. I double checked. It was muted. Oh shit. Okay. And now we all know anyway. <laughs> Yeah. What were we talking about? UV A or B? I see a question mm, from mm. Artman. Um, I've always 
just been told it was B is the beneficial one. That's what I've heard as well. That's also the one that'll give you a sunburn if you're in it for too long. So don't mess with it. <laughs> but as you can tell, this is all very complex, this uh, whole terpene thing. There's a lot of science going into it and a lot of science that's already been done and scientific mm -hmm. names, which is always dodgy. But these are important things on a cannabis plant, man. The smell and the flavor, it just, it makes up what a strain is. Yeah, I think, and it seems like that's you know, a natural progression with a lot of home growers. It was with me, at least. First, you want to learn how to grow quantity. And then after you get reasonable at that, you want to grow, you know, smellier, more tasty, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, that's what you're going to chase eventually in home grow. Mm -hmm. yep. Can I can I plant a rabbit hole for anybody that wants to go down one? Plant oh, a yes. seed, you mean? Awesome. <laughs> Yes, plant oh, a seed. Oh, I love it. Plant the seed. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Be because, you know, we, you know, I feel, and I know you guys do feel that cannabis is important and it, it's a medicine and it can be a medicine for many people. And full plant or full spectrum is important to that. Mm -hmm. um, terpenes, huge part of that. And the, the rabbit hole to start understanding kind of that connection with our body at least and this paper is now 11 years old it came out in 2011 it's by dr ethan russo and the name of the paper is called taming thc but what that does is that's kind of the introductory work of explaining how terpenes from cannabis specifically but throughout nature but how they interact with our body and he is you know i'm sure you're aware of dr ethan russo mm -hmm. uh, but he has built off of that but anybody who wants to understand like terpenes deeper in like a medicinal sense how it may benefit them versus just oh this is the palette that i'm getting from this flower look up that paper taming thc by dr ethan russo came out in 2011 so thanks for letting me plant that rabbit hole that's a great way to educate yourself <laughs> homework everybody <laughs> yes i'm It'll sorry i had to do it yeah, i didn't say it remember no, we haven't done that very often this is chad's fault you have homework because of chad <laughs> they're never asking me back <laughs> exactly oh, that's, oh that's man Chad, we got homework tonight <laughs> you know oh no not that guy <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the homework man pop such quiz a, motherfuckers that's it such a chad yeah. oh lame yeah, yeah. Right. who's here today does that piss you off that i mean because that's a, a saying used like karen you know if imagine, imagine if your name was it karen. is that it is so i know does it irritate you not to be one no. no he just tries not to be one that's all Right. I can't. I'm still on to be completely honest and not to sidetrack too far. I'm still upset about the hanging chads, which was from like a 2001 election in oh, the United man. States. So yeah. that I'm still bitter about that. I'll get to this one later. What was that? What Al happened? Gore thing, you know, the Al Gore thing. Yeah. Hanging well, chads in Florida. That's what it was the whole. Yep. Exactly. Come on, Mackie, you're, you're a political guy. You, no, you but our goal was a little bit uh, before my time there. <laughs> I thought you'd be going back in history to find all of that stuff. Like, no, I'm not no, that interesting. <laughs> there was a claim that when the voters, if, when they voted, they were using a punch system. And if the punch didn't go through, the little part that, uh, that comes out is called the Chad. And if it wasn't cleared from the paper, when they slid it through the machine, it's possible that it could flop back over and, and not record their vote. So it was called a hanging chads, but I mean, the courts eventually decided that, well, it wasn't anybody's responsibility except the voters to take off those, those hanging chads. So, you know, if you cast your vote with a hanging chad, you cast a vote with a hanging oh. chad. Wow. So national news cycle for at least a good three months. Wow. Ask that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just another U.S. election controversy. I mean, good grief. We've got to have one every two or three election cycles. We've got to have a big one. <laughs> every two or three years, man. You know? <laughs> right. Get to uh, be that way. If they if there were more terpenes in politics, it might be cooler. <laughs> the right terpenes in politics. Yes. Mm, just Once have a little bit of coffee. Everybody asleep. Once you have federal legalization, that's next. Yeah. Yes. So we have some, I mean, is there anything else we can cover here on terpenes? There always is. It's a big topic. But yeah, if anybody has any questions, as usual, you can head over to Percy's Grow Room and we're always happy to help over there. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's all we can cover, really. 
we've got some questions that we should cover in list of mail. We could talk about terpenes all night, I'm sure. But terpenes is a tasty shit, man. And that's what matters on your strains. That's what matters to me with my cannabis is what terpenes that it has, the flavor that it has. The THC content comes second to that for me. What about you guys? What do you think, Chad? Yeah, terpenes, so important. The profile, because pretty much anything today is going to give you a little bit you know, of a buzz. So it's really the, the nuances that go with it. So yeah, man, it's got to taste good. Mm-hmm. What about you, Marge? What do you think? Yeah. Terpenes are the bomb. <laughs> but honestly, when I started, when I first started working at the dispenser and I started smoking more weed after I bought my first dry herb vaporizer, it blew my mind. I finally knew what people were talking about. So they were like, yeah, yeah exactly like, oh, it smells so good or whatever. And I'd be like, yeah, whatever. And then I bought the vape and I was like, holy shit. I've been mm-hmm. missing out all these years. Mm-hmm. So, this this <laughs> lemon tree in the mighty is just like wow. Yeah, man. that's that, the CBD cream and cheese in the mighty as well. It's just it's just so fucking nice, man. Yeah. Not the same as smoking it. It's, it just you're getting more of the terps than you are the cannabinoids, maybe. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> it's with that, fucking honestly. delicious. Oh, yeah, I get yeah, high no matter sure. what. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, yeah. So you know, we and we recommend that for everybody. You, to give the dry herb vape a, a shot, but don't buy a shit one. You know, go to Alibongo and buy the Mighty, and you'll get 30, uh, 25% off over there, which is no, it's 15% off. You'll get 15% off. Yeah. But use Percy's 15. That's the code. That's it. But man, yeah, fucking dry herb vape. It just brings out the flavor incredibly. It's good. It's a complete difference, man. It's a different way of consuming cannabis altogether. I love it. I do. It's better than smoking. In my opinion. But anyway, that's terpenes, right? But let's do some of these list of mail questions. We should get on some of those. We don't have many. We don't have many dodgy ones like we did last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this one was from Shonuff, and it was related to terpenes. So I thought we'd ask this one first. He asked, uh, what are some best practices for preserving terpenes when making concentrates? Ooh. Yeah, so I mean, temperature's the biggest thing. At certain temperatures, like we said, as we were explaining through the different terpenes, they all evaporate at certain temperatures. So if it gets yeah. past 170, then some are going to be evaporating. So making concentrates, make it as cold as possible, and you'll have less terpene evaporation. Yeah, what, what do you feel? I mean, you make some concentrates, don't you, Monkey? What, what, what's your technique? Uh, I really, uh, the few ter- few concentrates that I make, I don't really worry too much about terpenes now make hash right i guess bubble hash i do worry about the terpenes of Mm -hmm. course and it gets everything on that is just try to be in process as as, you know cold as as you want it as freezing as you possibly can get it so yeah again the temperature is is the key there what about you marge with edibles because you make a lot of edibles how do do you even try to preserve the terpenes? not generally because i find by the time you decarb and infuse and then cook with whatever it is that you're doing Mm -hmm. there's no terpenes probably left or very few so but a taste of weed like that makes me gag man i can't eat like weed in space cakes like Mm -hmm. that you've got you just haven't had it infused correctly oh yeah when it's done properly with uh like butter and you know it's it's done right then that's fine you can't taste the weed so much right but i've made space cakes before with like just ground up bud in it yeah and you can do that it works but you're gonna definitely get that so tasty of yeah you're gonna get the green taste Mm -hmm. for sure Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, uh, when uh, we interviewed Stoner Chef, if you remember right, he had a process for, for preserving terpenes and edibles. He used uh, sous vide to decar. Right. Mm. And then after the sous vide bag was done, he put it in the refrigerator to uh, condense all the terpenes before he opened the bag. And then he would infuse his oils from there. Mm. But mm-hmm. I'm still kind of curious on that. You would have to do low temperature infusion to, to, uh, to get that terpenes to stay alive yeah i think so because so many of them are so volatile like they just burn off at relatively low temperatures Mm -hmm. so it's tricky to do yeah he may have actually gone back i don't remember how he said he did it he probably goes back into a sous vide for for, uh infusion we have a good question here as well uh well uh yeah it's a good question it's just more about us rather than growing is it what terpene has the most nostalgic effect for each of the panel? Interesting question, man. 
Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, nostalgic. <laughs> Mercine. I mean, it's just, it's what I associate it most with weed. It's the smell that, that I associate when I walk walk down the street and hit that whip. Yeah. That's it. I like that smell. What about you, Marge? Same. Yeah, Same. probably. My, my, my I feel like every time I go and visit Toronto, you walk around and all you can smell is weed. It's pretty great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's pretty much that Mercine yeah. pop. Yeah. I know that's skunky. I don't know what terpene skunky is. You know, it's just certain that's... thickness to the smoke. Mm. Yeah, that's where it gets complicated. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the, 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 there's things like thiols and other scent-oriented mm-hmm. co- combinations in the plant. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Course, all man. this weed, it's not like there's one terpene in it. It's a combination of terpenes, which gives each mm-hmm. cultivar its mm-hmm. own unique scent. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. I would probably have to say Mercine with you guys, though. Just that, yeah, that smell. Because I can't, I there, I don't know the skunk terpene. So we'll go mm-hmm. with Mercine. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody likes Mercine then. I remember back in the day, you couldn't get weed that, that tasted like Skittles. You, know, just, you, you weren't going to do it. Right. No, it, it was like spicy. That was kind of one of the common ones. Musky, uh, kind of spicy. Yep. Yep. Earthy, That's it. earthy, yep. woody. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the sweet stuff you never got that no, no. so we, we are and then we got some growing questions as well one from fill me bowls here question number one do you guys foliar spray if so what's your favorite recipe what do you think chad do you do any foliar spraying i don't the only foliar spraying i do i know wah, wah. <laughs> wah, wah. Um, the, 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 the only foliar i do is with like new clones or as things are rooting i'll mm. just give them straight water and that's a foliar spray mm-hmm. but no with uh without uh i don't do anything else other than that not because i don't think it's good i just haven't gone that route before you you do some uh foliar feeding they at the start of flip right monkey at the end of veg i do foliar three different foliars that i can think of right now um <clears throat> sometimes i'll use a uh kelp foliar spray an early veg to kind of help the plants move along it's got some 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 nice hormones in there that'll help you get a little bit more growth going um i use it some then i use um i do use an epsom salt every now and then to boost boost the magnesium on them because i'm growing in cocoa and using rainwater so sometimes i gotta kick it up a notch in that though and then i also use lactobacillus on foliar spray in mid veg uh favorite one i'm finding that this lactobacillus is really knocking it out the park i just get bigger like crazy after a lactobacillus plants seem to love bacteria man (laughs) it does man look you you i mean just like you do an epsom salt spray on it just soak everything down and let the plant absorb that and the next day it's praying like crazy to lights like give me more give me more it doesn't need more it's got what it needs and it's gonna you know do its thing after that but man it just it was amazing what about you, Marjorie? Do you do any foliar feeding? Yeah. I keep it pretty damn simple. Mm-hmm. And it works just it fine. It works just fine for me. That's right. Yeah, it will. Yeah, you know, if you, it depends on what medium you're growing in. But if you're growing in hydroponics or cocoa, then it's good to give that uh, magnesium salt spray at the end of veg. Say four or five weeks into veg, give it a spray of Epsom salts. And not just spray the salt, you know, put some of that in water and stir mm-hmm. it. Uh, like a third of a tablespoon per liter is cool and then just spray that all over your plants what else do we have here we have uh... what about chad what does he use on foliar um i don't use anything in the foliar but... oh yeah that's right you said water yeah. only i'm sorry yeah no no worries i, 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 just I hit the wanna... mighty i hit the mighty too many times man it's them edibles <laughs> that's the problem monkey well, I yeah I'm, I'm actually this is only the second bowl of the mighty the entire show and i'm still smiling yeah. so yeah Yes, I, I, I will say foliar though is the quickest way to deliver a nutrient to your mm-hmm. plant. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if it's super yeah. hurting, yeah, it's good. Yeah, ma'am. And then we have one from Woody. Uh, what are different ways to waste time while waiting for trichomes to ripen? <laughs> and do all trichomes turn amber or do some strains stay cloudy only? Uh, well, great question, Woody. Thanks, man. Hello. Yes, great question, Woody. Thanks, man. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he wrote that in there. Yeah, wow, great oh, question, Woody. That was Thanks, part of his man. question, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that w- was not me mot- right. mo- <laughs> monotoniously saying something. <laughs> That's proper. Yeah. Thanks, Woody. Thanks, Woody. Well Good played, question. Woody. Well played. <laughs> so uh, Maybe Woody wants to go ahead and add the answer there, you know? No, best ways to waste time. Pop some more beans, bro. Get the next like, ones ready. Smoke some more weed, make some edibles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the suggestions we have all involve cannabis. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, is there anything you guys do when you're preparing for the harvest to come? You know, like do you trim off the big fan leaves towards the end of the grow? Is there anything you do like that? Still mm. that? You, you know, some people like to trim off the, uh, as the plant is finishing, they trim off all the big fan leaves and leave just tip leaf for a few days before the harvest. Uh, I don't know I why have, I don't do that. I've thinned out sometimes a little bit toward the last couple, three weeks. If, mm-hmm. if the canopy is super thick and I'm worried about bud rot, but other than that, not unless I'm worried, worried about airflow. So, and do all trichomes turn amber? Cause I hear this sometimes about mm-hmm. uh, some autos won't turn amber at all. They'll just say, I have heard too. that that is true. The people looking for amber trichomes, it's not necessarily an indication of ripeness. And I, believe mm-hmm. that is something i gleaned from our beloved frenchie i'm kind of having a you know i'm, I'm believing that right now i'm starting to think that certain cannabis is going to ripen with different in different ways i mean mm-hmm. i'm starting to see it now some so but you know the absolute part of the question is do all trichomes turn i don't know we usually get impatient and cut it before we actually find out <laughs> I'm starting to look at potential bud rod or, or potential pests coming in there, and you're trying to wait just a little bit more for those ambers. Sometimes you just cut bait and go with it, man. Well, we have one more from Artman here. It says, uh, it's basic, but it isn't. It's basic, but I'd like to like a clear explanation of what humic and fulvic acid does and the difference between the two. One is a smaller molecule. Hmm. So I don't know about uh, humic and fulvic acid. I haven't really used it very much. I have no idea what you're talking about. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would like a clear explanation He's, as well. I use a humic acid uh, material. I use a diamond nectar from General uh, Hydroponics GH, and that is mostly humic acid. And then basically, what it, it it's a chelator that helps uh, bioavailability of the nutrients is what it does. It has a small amount of nutrients quality to it, but that's what I've been told, and, and I am seeing that that's what it helps helps everything do. It helps your plant absorb everything a little bit better. I've not used fulvic acid and really don't know much about it, honestly. What are you saying, Chad? You're knowledgeable. <laughs> um, I, I've used I've used the humix and the fulvics in the past. <laughs> it's it's kind of another one of those. Maybe it did help. Maybe it didn't help for me. Things. I get um, that. But monkey do absolutely nailed it. Um, like, as I understand it, the main function is a chelator. And what the chelator means is all of the nutrients like iron, you know, nitrogen, phosphorus, they're all metals. So they have like a particular electrical charge to them. And, you know, like with two magnets, sometimes, you know, North repels North, but North attracts South. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these nutrients are like that. So they can get locked up if there's an abundance or an, uh, something is out of balance. And what chelation does is basically blinds all of the other molecules in there to what you're chelating. So it, yes, it gets it into the plant faster and easier. It helps the nutrient uptake. Um, so that's chelation. And that's exactly what it does. And then you said to, you know, what's the difference, uh, humic and fulvic size. Okay. Right. Now there's one, one interesting thing we talked about terpenes earlier. That's the reason I actually started using humic acid was it was recommended to help boost terpenes was to go ahead and get these chelators in there and it helps your plant absorb all these random micronutrients that are out there. So that's what started my journey down in, into the, the humic acid. And it comes in different forms too. Like I used, uh, mine was a powdered, but have you used the liquid form? That's, that is the one I use being in cocoa. I, I've got to use something in, in that's soluble. Yep. Yep. So 
definitely comes in other forms. And I know some state, well, actually, I guess, no, it doesn't apply around the world. Yeah. La- labeling is tricky on that one, but yeah, humic or foldics, uh, good, good organic growing stuff. Yeah. Don't go crazy with it, but you know, uh, I'd recommend give it a shot, try it out and see what you think about it. It might be something that you'll use and it might be something that's not your style. Mm-hmm. So it's your hobby at the end of the day. Yeah. Use that's it, the way man. i look at it i don't like to out, use man. too many additives but it's a hobby right now i'm, I'm trying to reach a certain product so I'm, I'm not afraid to go ahead and as long as i'm not breaking the bank on my additives i'll, I'll mm-hmm. go ahead and, and throw a little bit at it right now see what works man have fun with it that's what that's yeah. what you're supposed to do keep the base solid and just add a few additives and see what's happening here sweet well that's all of the questions done pretty cool all right so we should go on to the outro There we go, everybody. Thank you for listening. Again, if you have any questions or you need some help, feel free to head over to percysgrowroom.com, sign up, become a member, start a thread, and we'll be more than happy to help you out with whatever questions you have over there. Don't forget as well, we have the Patreon session tonight. If you want the link, you can find us on Percy's or our Discord server, and we'll be able to send you the link for the Zoom room later on this evening. Also, don't forget we have the live show on Sunday, 9 o'clock UK time. Just head over to youtube.com slash homegrown. Subscribe and join us for the live show on Sunday. It'll be good to see you over there. But for now, that's it. That's all the episodes for this week. We hope to see you on Sunday for the live show. But if you can't make it, we have the cannabis news and events that will be out on Monday. So have a great weekend. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>